Welcome to Rattling the Cage with your hosts, Malcolm Mickelson and me, Drake Mickelson, where we will select, scrutinize, and solve the question about the Nicolas Cage movie. Did Cage fail the movie, or did the movie fail Cage? Spoiler, the answer is always the latter. We proceed with an undeniable fact that Nicolas Cage can only create perfection, and therefore any movie's failings must be put at the feet of another. To this end, we will start with a Metacritic score and assign culpability for each point nicked from the following three Cagetories. Direction, script, and Cage stars. Who blended Kate, the movie's cageosities? We're about to find out. Hello, Malcolm. Hello. So let's start off with this this wonderful movie. We uh, picked Ghost Rider for our first first movie. Um, came out in the year two thousand seven. It started the Marvel comic universe. Yes, with quite a bang. Uh, directed by Mark Stephen Johnson who had actually started out the Marvel comic universe with Daredevil in 2003. So after that brilliant start of a director career, they decided to, why not do it again? Um, starring, of course, Nicolas Cage as Johnny Blaze and Ghost Rider, Eva Mendez as Roxanne Simpson, and then a cast of other characters from West Bentley, Blackheart, and Peter Fonda as Metaphisto, and Donald Logue, I'm saying that right, I believe. Mac, which was Johnny Blaze's best friend, and Sam Elliott as the wizened old man with a secret, which was immediately identifiable three seconds after he showed up on the screen. Um, the Metacritic score for this one was an astounding 35 out of 100. Shameful. Which means we have 65% to explain of why this movie is not perfect. Um, Malcolm, any starting comments with this one? Just that uh, I think this is especially topical, seeing as all these rumors about Mephisto and Loki, when in reality, he's already been introduced. He kicked off the Marvel Universe with a bang in one of the most well-scripted and well-acted pieces that's ever, ever ensemble cast been assembled. It was, uh, I... We have both watched this movie. I think I've watched it a total of five times now in the last month while we were trying to get together before to do this. Um, I'm not sure how many times you watched it. Uh, I think four times. Four times. I actually stayed awake, I think, a total of one time through the entire movie. Um, I missed I, the whole second act. I don't really know what happened between basically the first 10 minutes and the last 30 minutes. And actually, the, the first the first half hour of the movie is about the only part worth watching. Um, if you want to say worth watching, the last the last part is complete snooze fest. But well, and the, the issue is, you give Nicolas Cage superpowers, and he's just not he's not going to take any shit from anyone. So he just defeats all the enemies sequentially in I think ten minutes of action throughout the entire movie. Yeah, how does he how does he beat them? He turns into fire and he burns them, and that is the end. I guess the tornado guy was a little more interesting. But you're more familiar with the comics. Does, does Ghost Rider have no other abilities besides his, I think it's called the penance stare. Well, he would shoot out fire blast. He would, in the comic books, he would bust through the doors a lot too. Um, I would say a lot of the Ghost Rider comic books at the beginning were very much uh, based on like episodic where 
there would be a bad guy. They would be doing this and this and this. It'd be like watching a TV show at the very end. Then he turned into Ghost Rider and solve all the problems. Um, yeah, the penance there was supposed to be his number one power, but he'd also shoot out fire blasts. Later, he got chains of fire. And basically, well, we, should, we should give him credit. He shot out fire blasts, although yes. he was making sand snowballs to do so. That was in the final scene. <laughs> no point. I don't think he ever actually shoots fire in the first movie. I think it's only yeah. sand fireballs. Yeah, it was just, yeah. Um, we should mention a few awards that this, this movie did win. Um, Cage got the Razzie for worst actor. He beat Eddie Murphy and Norbert <laughs> and Jim Carrey and Co- Co- Gooding Jr. and Daddy Daycamp and Norbert actually had a double Double is that the, is that the sequel to Daddy Daycare? Yes, that was the one. Okay, yeah. Since the first one's a classic, I don't know how anyone could give that a Razzie. Oh no, that one never good. saw the second one. Oh, and Adam Sandler. Now I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. So there's some heavy competition that year, and somehow Cage still won. I think that was probably a mistake. Once again, I think we had to think of some. I would say probably the director. Who also wrote the script too? Was I thinking? Well, when you're that big of a star, all the blame falls to you, no matter the failings of everyone around you. It is the uh, is the curse of the mantle of the crown. That's just the way it works. I don't think he's ever sidestepped that at all. So that's always good. Um. All right. So I don't know if you want to start off through the uh, what they call a plot. I thought the uh, first setup when they somehow managed to do 20 minutes without any other stars in the movie at all was, was a bold move. Um, you don't think uh, Raquel Lisi as young Roxanne was a star? I <laughs> I like the fact that when uh, when they actually brought, brought Eva Mendes back in, they had to flash back and show her as a young person so you would know these people are matched up since they look nothing alike at all on the, sh- in the on the screen. Um, the flashbacks were, were hilarious. I it was a complete surprise to me when uh, when the dad who was smoking cigarettes and coughing up lungs had cancer. They uh, I don't know that the entire front half of it. Also, his his wreck was also I think one of the most uh, astounding wrecks I've ever seen in my life when he died. It was there, it was a show. It looked like oh. somebody somebody had lit in a charcoal grill and then he kind of slid on his side a little bit and they sprayed fire extinguishers on it. We didn't even get to see the fire extinguishers actually being sprayed, so that was a bad thing. Uh yeah. And it was only matched by uh Nicholas Cage's wreck when uh, I think the first time he starts to transform and that causes him to only slightly tilt his motorcycle forward, nothing more. As a as demon possesses him, I think it's called a motif because it's also when he he did the exact same wreck at the crossroads, and it's the same yeah. exact wreck that his dad died in. So I think that was the uh, director showing a little little directing skills there, a little callback. Um, anyway, I I had no idea that was. I don't even know what to begin to say about that thing. Uh, the beginning monologue was, of course, a classic. I think that happens whenever you have Sam Elliott in your show and you try to get him to talk as much as possible, um, no matter what he's saying. I don't know what he said for the entire movie. Well, I, I remember for some reason <laughs> they introduced his character's name 
uh, I think in the last 30 minutes. And then 20 seconds later, after they return to his apartment, he reveals that he is in fact. Yes. I think it was Christian Slade. Yes, Christian Slade. Um, A common Western name, Christian Slade. You missed it then because that was mentioned in the monologue at the monologue that at the beginning that had the uh, tagline thing about legends is sometimes they're true. So. (laughs) I watched this movie four times. Um, So I think we have we have categories. I believe, because I'm very well researched. Uh, yeah. We have three categories as to why Nicolas Cage made this 100%. Yes. And we have four categories of what brought it back down to the 35 on Metacritic. So, it, it, uh, which, is hard, which is hard to tell uh, exactly what it is since I wrote these down and they don't make any sense. Um, I think the main categories we had on bringing it down, that was the director, the script, and the cage stars or is more commonly maybe known to the the people out there co-stars um i would say probably oh my gosh i don't even know where to start because there's so many problems here i think we uh, no no i think we have to start with 100 percent. so okay. why don't we start with the nuclear cage which is nicholas cage's calling card of him freaking out sporadically throughout the movie multiple times so there's you have a selection of moments you can choose from because there's never one movie i don't think where he only has one meltdown is the classic meltdown though i think the top meltdown if you want to start with the top is the first transformation him screaming <laughs> with the with the quick cuts between scre- every face him screaming into the camera and then for some reason we decided to do a generic explosion and then he screamed into the camera again I would have rather probably about 15 minutes of screaming into the camera, which I think is actually this was actually the plot for the second Ghost Rider. Um, was screaming into the camera? Yes, was just um, Nicholas Cage screaming into the camera, and we'll see what happens after that. Um, I think uh, I I don't really think any of that. He was pretty low key through the rest of it. I think he was leaning heavily into the Southern Texas drawl. So actually, my nuclear cage is the jail cell scene. Oh, yeah. Where we play into the classic <laughs> fact that this daredevil, who's apparently a mega star in yes. whatever fictional country he lives in, yes, as most daredevils are, Texas. gets locked in a jail cell with no evidence against him besides a license plate at a murder scene where people were sucked dry of, I guess, their life. Yes. Um, so they immediately lock him in a jail cell <laughs> where every prisoner recognizes him without him ever once turning around. And he proceeds to dramatically scratch at them until they start to beat him up, except for the one kid in the corner who gets punched in the face. He looks like he's 13 and gets punched in the face by a grown man. And never once do any police officers come in to intervene in this beatdown in a in a county jail cell um, before he explodes and kills everyone in the cell. Yes, that was there was a look he did across the shoulder where I think his eyes bugged out about three inches out of his head. Is right that before. after he legitimately tries to scratch someone's face as a threat? No, that was that was right before he did like the turnaround. The eyes bugged out, and then he went. But that was that was kind of a carry through because he was really leading heavily into Elvis in the interrogation room too. So I think he was really getting out into the into that. I mean, he was, he was playing 4D chess in the interrogation room. He burned that guy's finger 
pretty yes. mildly to unsettle him. Right. Somehow that guy accredited <laughs> to he somehow thought the guy sitting across the table from him caused his lighter to come back onto his finger, I guess. I well, and I don't know you if you know this or not, but he's watched a lot of TV, so he knows what, what they're doing. Yeah. Um that obviously was, it's a Nicholas Cage. He obviously knows okay. a lot about police work. Um, but also I believe this movie was made in 2001. I don't know much about police work. Were they still offering cigarettes to people to everyone that who went into interrogation room with no reason to think they smoked? Actually, worse than that is once again it was it was in two thousand seven, which I know they weren't <laughs> they weren't offering cigarettes. Um, but I think it was probably written in about two thousand one. I I I'm gonna say we're gonna go ahead. I could give it to you with the with the uh, for his biggest exposure because he really pulled off every move. He was, he was like a tiger. Yes. Locked in a cage there. Well, there you it's, like, it's like the, the meme where the old man's bending over and saying, you need to call an ambulance. And then the next scene is him with a gun. And it says, "For not for me, though. That's <laughs> what Nicolas Cage just pulled off. Cinematog- cinematography was 100%. Uh, I don't think the camera moves more than twice. There's the view of him in the whole cell. And then there's a the view of him sweeping his arm and grabbing the two corners to stare at everyone else. Yes. I Oh, and there's the class I guess I guess there's the classic beatdown of him. For some reason Ghost Rider can come out during the day if it's inside. Um and so he's laying on the ground getting beaten up and then Ghost Rider emerges and then 20 minutes later Ghost Rider loses his ability to come out during the day. Now, so does sunlight affect people differently than? No, it was. I think it was during. Still, it was at night. He got arrested at night. Okay. Because I remember, because we had twelve, we had three police cars come out, and out of every police car, it was like a clown car. Because I guess police car, the police in Texas ride four to six to a car. Um, <laughs> or maybe the budget couldn't allow for for more than <laughs> the cars, cars are prohibitive. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's, I'm gonna go with you. Yeah, I, we can go with that one. That's fine. I, I think the uh, for an overall for a full range of kit for cageosity for maximum cage. That's where we're gonna go with. Um, on our other ones, we have cageness, which I believe was just his general acting prowess. Yes, and his feel and his embodiment of Johnny Blaze. Um, whether which, it's from his wig yes. that took three hours to put on that does not match <laughs> either Nicholas Cage's own haircut or the haircut of Johnny Blaze in the comics. Uh, so that's some dedication immediately. Um, and that pretty much encompasses everything I think he did to become Ghost Rider. No, you're missing one other part. One crucial Is it that his, it's an actual anatomical school? No. Because that I was bankrupted the production, but it was very important to him that was anatomically correct in an actual X-ray of his head. People can tell. What was what was the third thing I'm missing? Jelly beans and a martini glass, my friend. Oh, that's true. The man has no vices outside of jelly beans. Jelly beans, and it also led to. Uh, he also had some some great quotes there too, like uh, Matt put the monkey show back on. That was a good one. Um, Matt being my my least favorite character, but somehow you think the maybe the best part of the movie 
Donald Logue. Logue. Like you. From the classics gonna... such as Blade, the the Tower of Steve, and the Patriot. Okay, the Tower of Steve is actually pretty good. Um, the Patriot, don't remember him. He was also in Gotham, too. So he's got some. It's kind of funny once a person's in one comic book movie, then you can put them in any comic book movie to give them some cachet. Without, um, without any concern to his acting quality along the way. I think he can act okay. I just don't think that him and Nicolas Cage were filmed in the same scenes together. I think they were probably just bounced off of cardboard cutouts of each other. And then the Maybe was there drama on the set preventing. Donald Log may be jealous of, of Nicholas Cage acting prowess, how much he demands out of his co-stars. Actually, after watching the movie five times, what I would guess is probably the director forgot to push record at some point and had to go back and call call one of them back in to redo all the scenes because I don't think that guy really knew what he was doing. Um, I, so, just some of his lines, which were delivered, in your opinion, well, were Johnny Blaze, how much NOS did you put in the tank? Mac, enough to shame the space shuttle. Because the space shuttle runs off this mystical substance NOS from the the other classics, the Fast and the Furious. Uh, just the first one. I don't think they ever call it NOS again after that. I, um, would you like my pushback on that, sir? I I believe that there was such a thing as Nas after hearing him say that line. He delivered that line with such... Okay, you got me. I'm going to stop. Johnny Blaze. Yes. Mac, and I I do believe I'm acting as well as either of the characters (laughs) in this. What? You should be taking a dirt nap after that ragdoll today. Johnny, I got lucky. Mac, no. I got a hunting dog named Lucky. Hunting with no G. He's got one eye and no nuts. Luck don't cover it, JB. Man, you got an angel looking after you. Uh, <laughs> there's there's 23 other quotes that were deemed important the- to the, the plot line by IMDB. Uh-huh. I'll go ahead and not read those for us. Okay, thank you. Okay, so you're going let's, to... Let's, okay, so we're going to put... We'll put him in the running for worst actor. I'm going to go ahead and throw out my, my next one. I think we could both agree on is uh, the the main, I don't know if you call it the main villain, but the main antagonist of West Bentley is Blackheart. Uh, not sure what he was doing. Actually, his entire group of all the other guys, what was what were their names? Gressel, uh, Abigor, Gressel, Abigor, and Wallow. Is Wallow on it? Yes. I, I, I will admit, I am reading the IMDb as we go, because I did not retain any of them. I don't see I, Wallow listed. Wallow is the water guy with one of the worst things. You can uh, see, I can see him reading this and going, oh, that guy's name's Gressel. That's pretty cool. Abacor, that's pretty cool. What's my name? Wallow. Wallow. Uh, Wallow. It's like a... Wallow. So you're putting all four of them up collectively? Collectively, I... I mean, obviously, West Bentley is the one that's going to have to take the take the biggest hit for that because he was supposed to be the, the actual actor. But when they showed them all four together, I thought they were auditioning for like a sequel to the Zoolander or something. It was, I, they were all pouting. Was it Gressel or Abigor that dies 20 minutes into the movie? Basically, immediately after he becomes a superhero? 
Yes. One yeah. of them dies. Yeah, and how did he do it? He threw a chain around his neck and shot some fire. Shot some fire into him. So um, after he ran him over with the car, that was a good one. That might be getting into the plot. So we got the worst actors. You're nominating those four. I don't think Donald was the worst. Okay. But he was he was up there. Okay. Um boy, there's so many to choose from. It has to be just West by himself, in my opinion. They very much seem to think he was going to carry the movie for the villain side. Peter Fonda doesn't show up more than three three times. Yeah. But he, a minute apiece. To me, it seemed like Peter Fonda. Is an I, I mean, it's really easy to dig in really badly with these guys. Um, Peter Fonda seemed like he was on a bad stage production of like Dracula or something that you'd go down on Halloween that they'd show. I, I know why they picked him. I don't know if you... This is the old man of me telling you, because this was even before my time. Peter Fonda was in Easy Rider, um, a famous 60s motorcycle counterculture movie, which is why it was clever to put him in the movie about a about Ghost Rider with motorcycles. Um, that was also with um, Jack Nicholson was in that movie. And um, there was another guy, I can't remember. Anyway, it's a famous, they were riding their motorcycles across the country. And so so it's like wild hogs, but from yeah, the 60s. So, but that was like, yes, exactly. Only it was supposed. It was actually, I think it was actually a good movie. I haven't been able to get through the whole thing. It was an important indie movie. Anyway, somebody thought it would be clever to make Peter Fonda the bad guy in a motorcycle movie. I think that's I'm guessing probably Nicolas Cage. I don't know who else. Would I think uh, as far as I've read, Nicolas yeah. Cage pushed to have Peter Fonda. Okay. Because uh, he worked with, I don't think it was Peter. He worked with a different Fonda at some point, maybe Jane Fonda's son or something. And uh, then he had met Peter Fonda at that time. I don't think they'd worked together before. Well, and Nicholas Cage is actually, uh, isn't he the nephew of um, the Godfather guy? So he's uh, actually, he's connected and he's connected with royalty. Henry Fonda is Peter Fonda's father. Royalty. Well, they're the old school Hollywood guys. So yeah. Um, so yeah, he would know him, but man, I, the entire, I think it's a bad sign when your entire villain cast in a superhero movie is either boring or it's actually just boring across the yeah. way. So. All right, so we're saying worst co-star, I think we both said Wes Bentley. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, so we have to account for 65%. How much of that 65% do you think goes on? Mostly Wes Bentley, but we'll also throw in his other three demon pals. I think they were demons. They never really say. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd say probably maybe half, like 30%. Yeah, I we're gonna we're gonna run into a bit of a problem here because the uh, director. The other two categories are director and script, which was done by the same guy. So, <laughs> so if we say these these guys were half responsible for it, I'm good with that because making the direct <laughs> put the other half on the other guy. Well, it's, we'll wait to yes, we'll wait fine. to assign it till the assign. end. Then. Okay. Um. All right. So that that's the one negative. We've already done the nuclear cage. Yes. Um. <laughs> Just because I, I think the, the the script was maybe the best part for me. Um, some of Wes Bentley's, 
phrases. Uh, yes. Let me pull them up. I know one off the top of my head. As he's talking to a priest who apparently the the Catholic Church has been hiding the, uh, <laughs> the contract for El Segundo. I don't know if they knew that. Um, and as the priest confronts him, he says, "Forgive me, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned." Long pause, a lot, um, which was maybe the most menacing thing he says in the whole the whole film. Um, before I read the runner-ups, do you do you have any phrases you particularly cared for from West? I, I think there's a couple. I don't think so. Um, it's I, I, I it would be hard to pick one out of there. I think every word. Well, of, let me give you mind. some options here. Then we have first. Uh, this is the this is the crescendo of the movie. Okay. The, the climax after he absorbs all the souls he's trying to prevent uh, anyone else from having it'll cause hell on earth he says my name is legion for we are <gasps> many mm-hmm. and with that exact same inflection <laughs> um blackheart looking for someone ghost rider back to hell blackheart we're not gonna have any have <laughs> we're not gonna have many <laughs> meaningful conversations now are we <laughs> i don't think so i don't yes that was a good yeah <laughs> And then my favorite, my second favorite, I think, I still think, uh, forgive me, father, will be a classic that I recite till the day I die. Um, There is, there's an old saying, raise no more devils than you can lay down. My father raised one too many. Because in this movie, Mephisto, who is not normally the devil, is in fact the devil. And Blackheart, who is normally not the son of the devil, is the son of the devil who for some reason gets free reign to show up on earth and try to usurp his dad, the devil, who can only fight him through uh, Nicolas Cage. That's the only thing he has to stop him. The devil is pretty well, powerless, apparently. Well, there, there's always, you've always got to have rules like this on because, you know, how else is the devil? I mean, if you put him up to straight fight Ghost Rider versus the devil or the devil versus anybody, who's going to win? I mean, the devil, he doesn't have a soul. Major plot point in there. Spoilers ahead for the 2007 classic. Um, Even though, uh, I almost called him Daredevil. They're blending together in my head. Even though Ghost Rider previously caught and tried to perform the penance there on Blackheart, it did not work the first time because he didn't have a soul. And then 20 minutes later, he absorbs a bunch of souls, which then causes the penance there to work. I thought they were trying to make that seem like it was some kind of long con by like Johnny Blaze that figured something out, but they never reference. Never do they insinuate that he knows what he's doing. Actually, at one point, he hands the the Hell on Earth contract to Blackheart. Yes. And his only defense is to not let go. But then he strikes Blackheart and immediately flings the contract. Even though he's the one who punched Blackheart, he throws the contract at the same time. That's well, the most action scene that they have in the whole movie, also. Yeah, well, and you know, of course, why he was able to defeat Blackheart. I'll give you my favorite quote, probably, in the whole movie, because it, it made no sense whatsoever, besides um, don't trough the monkey. Um, when he convinces the, uh, the Sam Elliott to give him the contract, the reason why he's able to convince him is because he tells him, he may have my soul, but he doesn't have my spirit. 
So there right. you go. Here you go, oh. Nicholas Cage. You tell him. And you know, that's that really embodies what we all admire about the daredevils of the world. And that this- we all idolize to the point where they can stop a highway and everyone's okay with it. I I don't see this is the problem where I'm trying to figure out where you see like the script better than the direction because I don't like either one, but it seemed like the entire script was somebody who got whacked out of their mind and then tried to write stuff that they thought was deep. I'm no. a, so I'm going to say the director deserves only 10%. And there's one very specific reason why. Okay. The man out of his own back pocket wrote a check because he thought this a scene where Ghost Rider fights a helicopter was so critical to this movie <laughs> that he funded it out of his pocket, his, his own paycheck. Um, this scene is, I will say, I don't know how far the scene extends. It does uh-huh. have the best cinematography in the movie where he's driving up a uh, ghost rider, gets cornered the- into an alley. The cop calls in. The cop's name's Mackie, by the way, uh-huh. um, which I thought was was a fun little nod to Mac because he was so essential. He <laughs> says, I'm turning on to Cherry Street or whatever street. Uh, I, I got him. And then another cop just off the top of his head knows, oh, that's a dead end. Because yeah. often streets end in a dead end in, in New York City. Yeah. And that cop just knew it immediately. Now, is it, I don't think it was New York. This is all set in Texas. Ah, you could have fooled me. All set in Texas. Oh. I think we're probably, oh. looking, we're probably looking Houston. They never say, but yeah. They never identify this major highway he stops thousands of people on. I mean, um, you, Ghost Rider proceeds yes. to ride straight up the building, giving the most comedic point of this very action oriented movie, not a comedy at all. Which is what is his location? And the cop responds with up, which I think was in every trailer. Yes. For the, uh, as far as I remember, that's the only part of the trailer. I okay, so was this the trailer brings up one other thing because there were two parts of the trailer everybody remembers him going up the side of the building, which also showed the shot with Eva Mendez and then the, him going up the side of the building was a great shot. But the other thing that was in every trailer was Rebel Wilson talking about... This was like her first major acting role, too. Yes, and it was her, and I think that's probably overall one of the best, probably the best job acting in the entire movie. Outside but, of Nicolas Cage. At, well, of course. I mean, yeah. let's, we're always saying for the that. For the audience, when we say best, yeah. we're always excluding Nicolas Cage, and when we say worst, I mean, obviously, he would never be the worst, so he's not included in this rating. Yes. Um, so he's always the best Never included in a discussion about the worst. The sun always shines. That's what we should say. But yeah, Rebel Wilson was also that was the that scene and Rebel Wilson was the entire trailer for this movie because it was the only part of the movie that you could actually have somebody saying something that would make sense on the on the screen. Um, uh, yeah. Just so you guys know how how I, I'm sure everyone listening, if anyone's listening, <laughs> remembers this movie very distinctly in their mind. Rebel Wilson plays Girl in Alley, who is mugged. (laughs) Ghost Rider's first act as Ghost Rider is to find a mugger and kill him through the penance there, which causes you to feel the pain of everyone you've wronged um, and then die at the end of it, I guess. Um, (laughs) So he prevents a mugging in an alley, and then she is interviewed? I think she's She's interviewed interviewed by by Mendez at the crime scene. Outside and does, a, and does a noise. 
to yes. describe his head, um, which and might so, be the most accurate part of this movie. And then says also it's the crazy my, lady. Was also my Sorry. favorite line was, he had a skull. It was all fiery, but he really, but he really pulled it off. That was a good which is an thing. accurate description of this entire movie. Yes. Um, if you didn't catch it earlier, Nicolas Cage forced them to spend a very large part of their budget redesigning his skull head, his flaming skull head, um, to be anatomically correct. He thought that was very important to this movie that Ghost Rider have the same skull as Nicolas Cage in case anyone was to compare the two. Look, Mr. Cage has a process. And I don't think we should ever go against that process. It's different for every movie, but um, it works. I'm not second-guessing this. I think, you know, that's probably the reason that this got greenlit for a sequel. Yes. Which I believe they completely redesigned the character in. And the Um, skull. And the skull. Yes. Uh, And that's why there was never a third movie. There was never a trilogy, even though we know all all good things come in threes. Threes. Well, anyways, we got started talking about this because I was describing the scene that the director (laughs) paid for out of pocket uh, where the entire action scene that was integral to this movie uh, goes right rides up the building. Very cool shot gets to the top. Uh, Helicopter isn't actually doing anything to him. Police helicopters just circling with the spotlight. And um, so ghost rider lassos said helicopter. Um, Let me see if I can find the exact words. I believe. Um, I believe the exact phrase is Ghost Rider lassos him and pulls him in. He says, come here. Pilot says, no, I found it. Uh, so Ghost Rider just lassoed a helicopter that tailed him to the roof, pulling it towards him. Ghost Rider, come here. Helicopter pilot, no. Ghost Rider, you're pissing me off. Helicopter pilot, okay, okay, all sorry. And then Ghost Rider spins him around twice around the building and then just releases the helicopter to fly off, um, recovering perfectly from the spin. Well, I think we can all see why that was was integral. I think it was a lot of character development. and uh, Character development uh, three quarters of the way through the movie. Yes. Because again, all the action scenes happened in the back 30 minutes of what I think was maybe two hours. It's hard to get it, it was over two hours. <laughs> and all the development, character <laughs> development happens in the first 10 minutes, um, which is literally young Johnny Cage, Johnny Blaze, Johnny Cage. Same thing. Actually, so uh, Nicolas Cage took his name from Luke Cage um, for his acting career. There that we just go. shows his dedication to comics and Marvel. Um, Johnny Blaze watches his dad get cancer from smoking what seems to be 10 packs a day um, and then crashing repeatedly makes a deal with the devil. And then for some reason refuses to ride off with the love of his life. So he can watch his dad live out the rest of his life as all good sons do. They wait till their dad dies to live the rest of their life. Um, And then immediately picks up the mantle of, of daredevil because once again, Daredevils in this universe are the biggest mega stars that have yes. ever existed. Of course. I would like to point, let's take two seconds to talk about this. He has two stunts as an adult Nicholas Cage that they start off with. The first one was jumping, what was that, a bunch of pickup trucks or whatever they yeah. were, diesels. Um, and then he went to the second one. It looked like the Houston Astrodome. 
Um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I, I found it interesting that they had, they filled the entire Houston Astrodome, which I think would take around three hours for people to get their seats, pile up, fill it. He guns the engine with his full, full of NOS. After it. making sure how much NOS, yeah. That's yes, very has enough NOS. I did think the helicopter thing was funny, but the problem was they they set it up, the director sets up this huge shot and then doesn't actually show any of the shot. It's all close-ups. Of his eyes. Of his behind eyes. Behind a filter that I think is CGI. Yeah. I think everything in that moment was CGI. So he jumps it over. So I'm just thinking, you get a ticket, probably pay 40, 50 bucks, three hours, you drive there, you pay for parking, takes two hours to get to your seat, you sit down, they don't even announce the jump, the guy jumps, it's over in 10 seconds, and then we're all going home. No one was watching this jump at no. this point. Because he probably, gets to the top, they start they start announcing it, and then he just takes off. Takes off. But it does have what I think might be the best part of the script. This is Max one redeeming quality in my yes. opinion. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm 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 reading this. He says, Call me old fashioned. Uh Johnny Blaze says, Well, you would have thrown a fit in response to Mac being upset about the helicopters he was not warned about. Ah. He does say, call me old fashioned. I'm funny that way. So folksy, uh, human sacrifice makes me uncomfortable. Oh, Mac. Ah, classic Mac. Classic there. Mac. <laughs> oh, but in okay. Johnny Blaze's defense, the whole reason Nicholas Cage thinks it's okay is that his dad thought it would be cool. Yes. Also, I, I don't know much about helicopters. We need to get a helicopter specialist for this moment to explain this to me. As I think five helicopters line up perfectly adjacent to each other and lower down straight down onto this field while their blades are less than an inch away from each other. They're military too. I'm sure it would have been. A, and, it, and he seemed to throw this all together because the night before he said, I decided not to use cars. Says, thank you. So he makes a couple calls, gets a hold of, I guess, the military or something, and says, hey, can you fly down five troop troop helicopters? Five Blackhawks. Yeah, Blackhawks. You don't really need them. It's 2007. There's no military conflict happening. Um, No. (laughs) He just lands five Blackhawks from the local Blackhawk rental factory. Yes. Um, It's Texas, so of course that exists. Yeah, of course. Um, Um, So... We, I think we got sidetracked as I described my favorite scene 20 minutes ago. That's, so that was my justification. All this was my justification for why the director only spent, deserves 10% of the remaining 35%, in my opinion. Oh my gosh. Now, unfortunately, the director, as you point out, is the exact same man who wrote this script. So he will, no matter how we divide it, he'll get the other 25% at yeah. least. And um, honestly... I almost think you should take two thirds of this one. I it wouldn't take much to convince me. <laughs> I would say, I would say, because he he did have something to do with probably picking the, the actors too. Um, I I don't. Oh, you think the man who wrote and directed had say in picking his own actors <laughs> of a Marvel movie? It's weird because uh, fourteen years ago, Marvel movie apparently had a very different connotation. Yeah, where I think it was Daredevil this and the second Hulk movie all came out before Iron Man. Yes. This came out the same year as Iron Man. So this might have been the last movie not in the MCU. Yeah. But yeah no, because the second movie came out after Iron Man. They just said, no, nah, this doesn't exist. 
Yeah, and well, they and the second, yeah, the second Ghost Rider, and there was a second, and I think by that point, well, Blade. Let's not forget Blade. Blade, it, Blade might be the the first. Well, there's an Avengers movie before Blade. Yeah, right. There's no. like a '70s Avengers. No, I don't. When did that Avengers movie come out? I don't think that's it. I think you're like I think the Avengers movie is probably there's also an Avengers. It's a a, a British spy movie. No, I think they made a really low budget Marvel Avengers. Well, they also made a low budget Fantastic Four too. I think the Avengers. Oh, I, under, yeah, it was a, made for TV. Oh, okay. I've I'm seen not, pictures from it. That's the only reason I know. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw that off. You won't there. blame them for that one. No, 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 I'm not gonna do that. Um, so, uh, so for okay. the script. Okay, I. So you're saying Wes Bentley's not the blame for his delivery of no, he's, many classic lines. He's blamed for delivery, but somebody had had to go. Yeah, that's that's a wrap. Let's keep that one. There we go. So is that the, is that his directing prowess then? So does he deserve more than ten percent? It's very important that we assign equal blame for okay for so the for, integrity of our show. We have to going, establish what will be director versus script. Okay, it just so happens our first one was the same person. Sixty-five percent. Sixty-five percent total. So we go. Let's go with twenty percent on on the actors on Wes yes. on his cage stars. Yes. And then we got 35% more to, to go. If you want to go 10%, I'd probably go, let's go 15% on writing. Would that be okay? Okay. And then 20. No, 15% on the directing because he, I mean, he, he okay. funded a classic scene. Okay. 15% on directing and 20% on writing. So it's 20, 20, 15. Right? That's 55. Oh my gosh. We got 10 more to play with. Oh, let's just give it to the writing while we're at it. Let's do um, it. It all yeah, starts. So with, I think we all start delved the into the script quite a bit. Yeah, why don't you tell me your favorite your favorite script scripting of the movie? I I can't even. I mean, I wrote down lines that were in here. Um, are there any lines you thought were really good before you go into the basically the entire rest of the script? Besides maybe two or three lines, are there any lines you said? Oh, that was really well done. I, I have one. Have <laughs> one. Okay, go ahead. I mean, other than the, <laughs> I'm other sure than he stole the, this the from monkey. Somewhere. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so this is. I'm sure Nicholas Cage stole this. The beginning's not great. It says my daddy once said, because he's folksy. Yes. If you don't make a choice, the choice makes you. I do have yeah, that, that one. That up. Yeah, that's that's the one. I think the only line I said. I was actually a pretty well written point. Uh, yeah. It goes downhill from there. Roxanne. Eva Mendez says, yeah, but why do your choices always keep us apart? This is the end of the movie, by the way. Um, And then he says, sure, wish things, sure wish things could have turned out different. That's, that's the conclusion of their relationship. I would say also my favorite. Okay. Another favorite line is when Mac walks in and he starts talking to Johnny right before the big jump. And he says, you're stepping on Karen. You want some jellies? Turn the monkey back on. You're stepping on Karen. I have nothing else for you on that. I would like also to say, though, Eva Mendez was actually, I, I remember her being much worse than what I what from when I first saw it. I was going, ah, she sucked in this movie. I watched it again. When her and Nicolas Cage were together, 
they were actually pretty good together. Um, in their last scene, right before he turns into the ghostwriter for the first time, or the second time, I'm sorry, when she comes back and apologizes to him, I do admit there was for a moment there, I was waiting for him to start singing uh, Pimps Don't Cry. But other than that, I, I think comedically she was great. I'm not sure if that was supposed to be what was in this movie. But you think this is a Gwyneth Paltrow situation where Gwyneth Paltrow has no idea what movies she was in for Marvel or what her character actually did for any of those movies? Do you think Eva Mendes got given a script and they said, hey, if you read this, we'll pay you money. And she read it and she moved on. Yes. No, I think she actually tried. I, I think I think there was some effort in there. I, what are you going to work with when all you got is a... <laughs> everything was bad i don't know what to say you're right the, the more we're talking the more you're right the script was the worst part I, <laughs> uh let me give you another eva mendez okay in your opinion a, a great actress in this movie yes yes great i know i've got co-opting what you said yes obviously roxanne simpson reading johnny's books after matt just bails on her in yes. his apartment following the revelation that their 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 boy turns into a flaming skull. She says, "Jesus." At no point in any of these quotes is there an exclamation point because there's no inflection in this movie, no. mind you. Blackheart, who's just in the room this entire time, says, "Not even close." Get it? Because he's the son of the devil, who's not actually the devil. And then they kill Mac. I still don't get it. <laughs> Wait, Mac died? Yes, in that scene. The scene. Mac doesn't leave. I thought he just walked out. No. I've watched that scene four times. I don't once realize he died. Blackheart. I feel bad about dissing this guy. Yeah, that's what I don't even understand it. They killed him. Why what in what movie do you kill the sidekick? Oh no, this was very purposeful by this director. This director said I can ride Nicolas Cage's success to a sequel. Because uh-huh. no matter what the trailer was, they picked the two good scenes. It's like they consci- he consciously said, Let me write and direct two good scenes uh-huh. to get everyone to show up. Yes. So I can greenlight a sequel yes. that I know no one except for Nicolas Cage, who already signed the contract, will agree to be a part of. Because I don't, and to my recollection, not a single person outside of Johnny Cage shows up. They kill Mac. Yeah. They write off Eva Mendez at the end of the movie saying, this is what you are. And okay. she's just moved on. And yes. Seth Elliott just, he just disappears. And then he moves to Slovakia or wherever the heck he went to. Yep. For the second one. I mean, and the whole did- second movie is to set up this this giant excavator scene because that was the trailer shot uh-huh. it was just the excavator scene where he turns into the ghost rider <laughs> excavator um that's i don't i don't recall anything else about that movie i think i went to go see it with my grandma and i still don't remember any of that movie besides him excavating people to death yeah that was uh as well, a hero does but then you go back and watch it again and you realize either Elvis was in it no way. Yes. Well, that's a, that's a conversation for a different episode. It would but go back and watch the movie because the cast in that movie is completely bonkers. The cast in this movie is pretty, like, Eva Mendez was, uh, no, she's I good. think she had just done Hitch no, recently, yes. like within yeah. a couple of years. Um, Sam Elliott's been a big actor forever. Like, he shows up in Parks and Rec, he's still a big actor five years later. And that's one of the reasons. After this movie. <laughs> I, and once again, now you say this again, every time you talk, you convince me more of the script. I can't even remember one thing he said in that movie. 
and he could just tell somebody's just typing, oh, we got Sam Elliott here. Here's 12 more lines for Sam Elliott to say that make no sense. He could say anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Even Wes Bentley, I didn't recognize this. He His top four movies are American Beauty, The Hunger Games, which is after Ghost Rider, yeah. and Interstellar, after Ghost Rider. Yeah. P2, I've never heard of, but his, his first three movies are pretty large movies. I don't know how Ghost Rider's not included in that. Well, um, he's, obviously yeah. having, he's obviously having some problems. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we talked about this before. He's admitted this in an interview. This was a, this was in the middle of a decade long coke and heroin bender, which might <laughs> might explain a little bit of what's going on and why he at no point seemed to fight. No one could say these lines and say this is going to turn out badly, guys. No, and I just don't think he was in the frame of mind. I'm assuming Nicolas Cage was never around because he no. could have told them. The man's been at 108 productions. He could have said, "Hey, we should fix this script." Um, he must have just been too busy filming his other nine movies that came out that year. I don't think he was. He wasn't quite on that that pace yet. Not like he. Is I, he has picked up his pace since the the early the seven. It's such oh, a dated looking movie. Um, so we don't have this category, but real. I think we should address. Yes. The okay. great special effects, including <laughs> this. Might go back to the script. Uh, random jail person who beats the crap out of him, leads the, the gang and punches a child. Yes. Says, nice jacket. And nice then after jacket. Ghost Rider, I guess, murders 12 people casually. Yes. But we're supposed to feel good because it's the penance there. Um, says the exact same line back to his dead corpse. Says, nice jacket. And pops all the studs out of this leather jacket. Yeah, I don't know. The penance, by the way, I did look up the penance there because I was wondering the same thing. It doesn't necessarily kill people, but that's never spelled out in the movie. So I don't know if the movie well, power is different. The, the way the movie depicts it is they, they have no eyes. Even if they're alive, they at least lost their eyes. Yes. Um, because their eyes are ash. Yes. So, um, yeah, I don't know about that. But yeah, I don't know everything. And once again, every time you talk, you talk. I just keep thinking, this, yes, the script is gone. Just keeps creeping up and up and up. But once is again, it up to forty percent for you now. Oh my gosh, it could be. I don't know if we could really blame anybody in the movie for being bad. Um, the special effects. How about the, the the fiery footprints where you can actually see the steno the streno gel every time he took a step when he was first. Yep. That was a good one. Um, my favorite though would have to be when the devil first appears. As he walks down the, towards him, the light bulbs, the light bulbs blow up when it comes to the surface. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I was there thinking, you're, you're filming a, a multi-million dollar movie, and what you've decided to do on your villain's entrance is that, although it was better than the big monster face that all the villains always seem to show every time they showed up for the first time, the CGI monster at the screen face, I guess we're... Thinking about doing a 3D movie. Well, that uh, brings us to the deaths of all those same villains. Um, Just to recap for both script and special effects. uh, The first guy dies, as we said earlier, to a chain, a fire chain around the neck. Classic Ghost Rider. Um, Second guy is the wind demon, because all the demons are elemental based, as demons normally are. Um, Escapes twice the penance there. 
before again the chain comes into play after the helicopter scene um he floats directly in front of ghost rider as he starts to spin a firebomb chain i mean it's the same idea behind the circle firebombing they use in world war ii i think a really good commentary on world war ii done by nicholas cage uh sucks all the oxygen out um it's not the fire that gets you it's the oxygen yes um, so he sucks up the ghost demon who burns and then the water demon uh, I guess decided he wanted to die because he pulls Ghost Rider into the water and then stares into his eyes. He didn't realize that the that the Ghost Rider's fire could burn underwater because he did that. And the and it, I think if you remember, there was a gasp of surprise. What? <gasps> but yeah, and it was established mere minutes before. Uh, again, all the action happens in thirty minutes when Ghost Rider decides. I could ride through the cop cars with no one around them. Yes. I said, I'll jump into the water and my fire motorcycle will propel me through the water. So they established that his fire does work in the water. The fire motorcycle. It doesn't work when someone grabs his throat, but it does work in the in the fire. In the water. I, I would say all the riding stuff was good on the special effects. Yeah, I like the I think mo- the they motorcycle. They spend their entire budget on special effects. Maybe that's why they couldn't afford an actual movie writer. Yeah, I, the motorcycle was good. The motorcycle yeah. might be the best special effect. His skull, I do think, I don't know why he had to fight them on to get an actual skull. I don't think it had to be his skull. But it sounds like they were using uh, just an animated, like, like stereotypical comic book skull, which I think would have stood out more. Like, uh, wouldn't have looked as good. What do you think? Do you think they actually did what they asked it to? Or do you think with somebody, some animator went back, grabbed something a skull off the shelf and said, scan this and tell him we, we got your medical records, Nick. No, they actually, uh, he, they paid. This is one of the reasons it cost so much. They paid without insurance because it wasn't a medical procedure yeah. for three x-ray scans of his head. He actually sat for x-ray scans. That's right. Because this man demands perfection. As we'll, we'll discover as we move on in this series, this every movie... It's very well researched and is always correct as far as Nicolas Cage goes. I this is why I could never be a Nicolas Cage. I, I wouldn't demand that level. No one, no one can be. I mean, no. off the top of your head, can you think of another 108 production actor no. who's had repeated success as Nicolas Cage? No, I think I can't think of a single person who's had that had that kind of success. No, no one's Cage. been that prolific. No. Uh, maybe at the end of their career, this man's still. He's got four, two movies in pre-production, one in post-production, and an unannounced Amazon Nicolas Cage project. You heard that right. (laughs) Amazon Productions said, Nicolas Cage, doesn't matter what you do for us, here's a blank check. Make us another classic. Well, the last two he's come out with in the last two years a bit that I've watched, the uh, pig was good. So... Well, I mean, you can't get into it yet. Pigs, no. pigs, and upcoming. Oh yeah, it's upcoming, but yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So we, uh, what, what are we deciding here? We got, <laughs> we got sixty-five to play with. Who have downgraded the co-stars? Hey, let's let's just which in it. any other movie would be a hundred percent of the reason why it was bad. Um, let's go. Well, what do we want for the co-stars? We want fifteen percent. Let's start off with the writings. It says the works. Let's just give that the biggest Thirty percent. Let's just go 30% of the movie. Only half? 30, 30 yeah. 
Well, I don't know. You want to give a 35? What do you want to do here? I want to give a 40. Okay, let's do 40. I can't. Every scene in the movie was directed, I think, as well as that scene could have been directed. I can't argue. I cannot argue. So 40% of the 65% that brought down Nicolas Cage was (laughs) correct. Yes. 15%, I think, is Cage stars. Okay. And 10%, purely based off, it would be much higher if he did not fund the quintessential scene of the helicopter being lassoed around the building out of his own pocket. That's how much he believed. I don't think I could come up with a legitimate argument against that. So, yes, let's do it. There you go. Going back to the positives, which are all Nicolas Cage related. Yes. uh, Nuclear Cage. So we have 100% to play with here because it starts at 100 uh, to remind the audience. Yes. Moves down to 35 because of all these terrible people dragging down Nicholas or Nick as, as we call him when we talk to him. Um, I think his nuclear scenes probably have. Yeah. I think that prison scene establishes so much it, an hour and a half into the movie about the, who this person is. It's the apex. scratching people. It's what we've been moving towards the entire, the entire movie. It's what we're moving towards. And that's, yeah. so that's, that's 50%. Um, cageness, which is just his acting prowess. Um, I think I, would, I'd say so. The, the, it's cageness, and then it's the positive cage stars. I believe yeah. is is that which for you is Mac. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you Mac. You know what? I get the I get, man delivered the hell out of. It is cool. Yeah. After talking about the helicopters. Yes. Um, Mac. I guess Eva Mendez. Yes. Um, I, I, I would. I would Sam Elliott, because he plays Sam Elliott. Well, Sam Elliott plays Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's always going to be Sam Elliott. Um, I think the only problem that Eva and, uh, or Roxanne, Roxanne and Mac had, was they were in a romantic comedy in the middle of a superhero movie. Well, this is, is, I mean, this is how they, Marvel based every movie post Ghost Rider. Yes. Off of Ghost Rider. It's the formula. It's the formula. Let's take the best parts of this, which is Nicolas Cage. And then we'll cut out everything else, which is everything else being literally any scene Nicolas Cage isn't in. And we'll just never repeat that formula, which is what you think they would do after Daredevil. Yeah. But they had the same issue. Ben Affleck, just as prolific as Nicolas Cage. Yes. If not, he's earlier in his career still. He's got 10 yeah. more years to catch yeah. up. So, uh, so we're saying half to nuclear cage. How much goes to Nick himself? 40, 35%. I'm saying 40. I mean, 40%. come on. Jelly beans in a mar- martini glass. What else are you going to do there? And he, and, and a Texas guys, accent. This isn't a random fact. This is Nicholas Cage said Johnny Blaze does not mess with, with alcohol. He does not mess no. with substance. No. This is Ghost Rider. He eats no. jelly beans. He insisted. Yeah. Yes. He insisted on two things. He insisted on his anatomically correct skull. Which ate up most of their budget, which is why the director had to pay out of pocket. He insisted on jelly beans. And after that, do whatever you want. He didn't really care. And, yeah, I would say so. That, uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's all the way across. And once again, I'd like to once just do a little shout out again to the accent. Um, he was the only person in Texas with an accent. That was nice. Um, and, it, and, it came, <laughs> and it did kind of come and go. Um, I... 
the demons had it at one point for the demons from Texas as well. I, uh, I, at one point, and I'm not, I'm not a accent. I, I don't. I'm not going to claim to be like some kind of linguist. But he was doing Elvis. Elvis is from Tennessee, so I'm not really sure what exactly was going on there. But to my uh, the self is all one big conglomerate. Yeah, to, of the to, same. to me, to me it is yeah. because I have no. I, all I know is nasal tones, so we'll go with that. So we got Cajunist forty percent, Nicholas yes. Cage forty percent of a hundred. Yes. Uh, co-stars get ten. Ten. All right. And then Nicholas Cage is one prison scene. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Boom. His experience. He's got the rock to kind of base everything else off of. I mean, he's yes. been in prison before. The man's no rookie. He knows. Um, and then the 65% we need to explain away. I think we decided on um, it's changed a lot as we talk more <laughs> about the script. Of uh, 15% of the negative co-stars, mainly the demons of West Bentley. Yes. Uh did we decide on 10%? 10% on direction. 10% but, on direction, which was mainly to because do. of the helicopter scene. Which was easy and then uh, a forty percent negative rating for the script, which is also the director, um, to exclusively to the fact that no line except for two is something you would see in any respectable production by Nicholas Cage. Yes, there you have it. The first uh, the first Cageagories has been gone through. Um, before we before we go, do you have any favorite scenes? From Ghost Rider, I have like three. The uh, the jump over the helicopters, I think that whole that whole sequence there of him coming out, even the part I I even have to go back that whole sequence from him in the dressing room to meeting Eva Mendez again with the flashback to her, so we know who she is, all the way through the jump. I think that was actually probably about the most enjoyable part of the movie for me. That was, was like thirty seconds. Yeah, it was funny. Um, there was some stuff about the characters. Um, I can't really think of anything where the ghost ghost rider, the only fun parts of any of the actual ghost rider parts were just some of the set pieces where you saw him go up the side of the building. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't take advantage of Nicholas. No. Good old Nick. Um, I have three. Okay. Uh, the first being, <laughs> I keep coming back to the jail scene. Yes. Where, but my favorite part of the whole scene is a kid who gets punched in the face. You have literally no idea why he's in in jail. He'd be there for anything. Could be there for, you know, pickpocketing all the way up to murder. We don't know. Gets punched in the face, but the daredevil, or not the daredevil, (laughs) the ghost rider declares him innocent. Yes. So we know right away this young child. Does not deserve to be in jail. Well, it's obviously part of racial profiling there, I guess. Yeah, was obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, that's way ahead of its time as Nicolas Cage. Well, that's that. what Nicolas Cage does. Yeah, the second. Once again, no one is upset as this man stops a major metropolitan highway to ask a girl out that he dumped 20 years before. Because no one matures or changes over 20 years. I um, No, and also somehow... Uh, a motorcycle stopped four lanes of traffic. Yeah. Um, which has always been my favorite. And the the absolute best action scene is where after shooting <laughs> shooting a lever action shotgun, because it's Texas, you know, you can't get a hold of guns. No. So the only gun he has is that Sam Elliott turns into the Ghost Rider one last time 
to dramatically ride across the desert to immediately bail before the fight, even though no one said, Sam Elliott, you can't stay as Ghost Rider to finish this fight. He just gets out of there, hands off a lever action shotgun, which Nicolas Cage, as Nicolas Cage, not as Ghost Rider, then unloads into a demon. Eva Mendez, there's a lot of fighting between, by a lot, I mean about 20 seconds. Yes. Eva Mendez says, it's empty. And he says, no, throw it over to me. She chucks this gun across a large distance. He holds it in a shadow. And this very important lever action shotgun turns into the Ghost Rider lever action shotgun in a shadow to then not kill the demon. Well, it looked good. And then the ending is literally him staring at The ending happens about 30 seconds later when he holds him against the pillar. Yeah. Stares him in the eyes. Is that after the I don't, Maybe just Ghost Rider wasn't meant to be transported I mean, into a, a, a visual medium. I don't know. Well, the other problem, yeah, because it comes from a comic book. So, yeah, probably wasn't yeah. really made for. <laughs> I also <laughs> a like comic the book, which apparently is 90%. <laughs> No, it was a boring one. Just, the, just words. It became, 10%. The actual Ghost Rider. It became better. Um, I also thought, <clears throat> the were those demons, were the little soul guys from Resident Evil? I couldn't tell which video game they were ported from. Yeah, so I guess <clears throat> I guess in this world, no one's discovered this ancient city. No. Um, in the middle of Texas. No. Uh, which is just a, a simple uh, motorcycle ride from Houston. What was it oh, called? Horse ride, even. From what was it called again? El Segundo. El Segundo. It wasn't discovered again. Until I believe that means vengeful spirit in uh, Spanish. So uh, they, they ride 20 miles west of Houston, find this ghost town where ghosts and demons have just lived forever. Uh, and that's that's the that's the big secret. Oh, my gosh. It was El it was Segundo. Crazy. Well, the thing is, is it wasn't. Wait, what, was, what was the actual name? Was it actually El Segundo? I don't think so, because that's where actually Tribe Called Quest left their wallet. Um, that's what I was going to say. I, <laughs> like, I, like, as far as I remember, is I left my wallet in El Segundo. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't even know. It's, it's El Segundo. Oh, it, means, it has to be. Let me, really, let me look it up. Um, and one other quick thing. I think what happened was Sam Elliott was probably only booked for two days of, two days of shooting. Are you saying that because he literally never left the cemetery outside he was a, of the CGI background? Yeah, I have a feeling they had one day of shoots in the cemetery. They put him on a sound stage for five seconds to do the horse scene, and then that was it. <laughs> the town is called El Segundo. <laughs> left my wallet in El Segundo. El Segundo, yes. Um, <laughs> that, that Nicholas seems- Cage, I mean, he carried this to a sequel, mind you. Yes. They said he did so well and made so much money off himself. <laughs> Let's make a second one. The trailer looks to be two minutes long, which is literally about him getting into uh, a digger and killing people. Yes. Awesome. This is really weird, too. When you go back to the comics, really the two of the most powerful people in Marvel are Moon Knight Who's going to get his own series soon? And Ghost Rider. They're the only ones who anyone thinks can keep up with, like, uh, you go back to Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, they, they really keep them in their back pocket until it's like a, a cataclysmic event. And they pull out Moon Knight and Ghost Rider. Those are, these are, and they said, 
Oh yeah, they're so powerful. We can't make an action scene. It doesn't make sense. They have to kill everyone instantly. <laughs> but let's make an entire feature-length film. Do you know how long this movie was? I've watched it four times. I still don't know. It felt like 110 minutes. 110 minutes. Almost two full hours. I would say it was made for uh, 100. It was made for 110 million dollars. It did make 228 million dollars. I mean, they had to make a lot to make a sequel, right? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, unless it made money, it wasn't going to get a sequel. Well, this is one of the only sequels Nicolas Cage ever does. But you, well, um, yeah. But what was the other one? Because I'll tell you, you know, it came out the same National year. Treasure, right? National Treasure is the only other one I can think of that he's Book, made. Book of Secrets came out the same year Ghost Rider did. Is Book of Secrets the second National Treasure? Yes. I've never seen past the first one. The first one is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. And, uh, next, and next. He also came out with Next this year also, too. So, in 2007. Next so. is in sequel. It is isn't. It? it isn't, but it's the only other movie that came out the same. He had those three movies come out in the same year. Next is a staple of TNT in the, in the like, 2010s. I've seen Next probably a dozen times. Yes. Only because TNT seemed to have a contract with Nicolas Cage. I've seen, yeah. I've seen them all, obviously. I mean, I'm making a podcast about this legend. <laughs> but if we're being really honest, National Treasure 1, never seen a sequel. Next. And Gone in 60 Seconds. Which, if you had asked me moments ago when Gone in 60 Seconds was made, I thought that was a Hugh Jackman movie. Hugh Jackman has a hacking movie. About stealing cars, or doesn't he? No. no? I, know which, I know which movie you're talking about. He has a hacking movie. Yeah, right? has a I hacking thought that movie. was gone in 60 seconds. It was the one with John Travolta was in it, too, and Halle Berry. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it was. So it's right. gone in 60. Oh, this is the car movie. Yes. This the is car the one movie. where he, he has to steal with Angelina 10 Jolie. cars or 20 cars in, in apparently 60 seconds. Yeah, him and Angelina Jolie were at that one. So is that Angelina Jolie in the part, yes. right? Yes. Oh my god, we have so I have so much to learn. You're the Nicolas Cage master over there. I've never seen that movie. I've just seen enough previews. His name. Do you want to take real quick as a as a because we're obviously gonna have to watch this down the road. Do you want to (laughs) guess what Nicolas Cage's name is in Gone in 60 Seconds? Oh gosh, I don't remember what is it. Just take a just take a guess. Okay. Think of the most ridiculous thing you can. I I his name is Memphis Reigns. Yes. But okay. not rains, as in he it rained. It's rains with an e put in because it's the last name. Can we it can't be a certain. Can we just take a second that um, this is not a category that we'd probably be able to do with this one, although we can. But this is all pre-standing Nicholas Cage name. This is oh, that, I mean that should be that should yeah, be I mean that should definitely be included. Uh, in case anyone's wondering why why we're doing a Nicholas Cage podcast, let me show you the respect this man deserves. <laughs> the cast he can pull as the lead actor, and uh, and Justin Gone in sixty seconds, not even his prime movies. He had Angelina Jolie, uh, Will Patton, Timothy Oliphant, Robert Duvall. There you go. And that's not even uh, that's not even everyone. Those are those are like five or six rows down. Is Robert Duvall and Timothy Oliphant? <sighs> he pulls these actors in for a movie. Which I uh, the the description is a retired master car thief as car thieves also do he retires yeah. must come back into the industry and steal fifty cars with his crew in one night to save his brother's life. 
because if stealing cars isn't hard enough, we said, what if we kill Giovanni Rabisi, who is oh, Kip Reigns? Yes. Who is his brother uh, with a very respectable mustache in this movie? Uh, what if we kill him? We can force him to steal way more cars. Well, the cars that I assume you can't sell whole and you'll have to sell in like part out from a yeah. from like a part shop. And I can believe just looking at Giovanni Rabisi. Yeah, that's the kind of guy that would get you. If he was your brother, you would end up in hot to a criminal. Giovanni Rivisi. You would, but at the same time, you'd also know you're probably going to have to do something shady at some point in life to come <laughs> out of something because that guy he looks is, like the kind of guy who messes up consistently up throughout his life. Him and Edward Norton are the two people that you don't <laughs> want that don't want to have as friends or brothers. So. Um. I mean, he was in Flight of the Phoenix, which was another classic oh, movie gosh, with yes. Dennis Quaid. Dennis, Dennis uh, Quaid is here. Yes. One of my favorite lines of any TV show ever. Um, <laughs> all right. Any any parting thoughts to, to Nicolas Cage in the Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider. I, this was a great first movie just from, uh, there's a lot of history there with the family. With Ghost and, and just for the audience to look forward to, we started not with his best movie, just yeah. with the first movie that popped into our little heads. Yeah. As far was... as what he could do. Uh, looking the... forward, you're going to have uh, The Rock. Ugh. You're going to have National Treasure 1, 2, maybe 3. Was there a third one? I can't remember. It might be a straight to DVD third one. We'll, we'll find that out. Um yeah, so many, so many classes. We're also going to have to decide if we're going to go, uh, what order we're going to go in. So we're going to have to decide, uh, and we will probably talk about this next time, if we're going to go to big box office, small box office, or something like that, because there's also a lot of independent stuff that that guy's done. He's I, done it all. He's done it all. He's he's the, indie, the one indie actor who made it big, and no one's quite sure why it was him. He's... And he's still an indie actor. He, yeah, he, uh, regardless of all these, these multi-million dollar, hundred million dollar movies, he's still an indie actor at heart, making a movie about finding his truffle pig. Yes. Which was, and, uh, I, I can't even speak to that movie without, I, I, that was, uh, I'm not gonna, I say, uh, I say, until we figure out, we've obviously done a lot of research, until we figure out the next movie, Pig will be our next movie. Yes. You know, that's what you have to look forward to. Um, and then we'll figure out whether it's Fast Times or Ridgemont High, Vampire's Kiss, oh. The Ant Bully, classic 2006, uh, Wicker Man. I do distinctly remember Wicker Man's in uh, the remake. <laughs> the Bees. Um, Kick-Ass, which is maybe his pinnacle. I think I... Kick-Ass might be the his, his peak. Uh, like there's so many to choose from, so many I haven't heard of. Two one one, the Humanity Bureau. We'll uh, we'll see you next time for Pig, I guess. Yes, we will see you next time for sure. <laughs> it has been fun, and uh, until next time, we will see you later. Adios.